What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Girth Podcast. The Great Halloween Special 3, bro. The third annual Halloween special. Here with my uh, my other half, Mr. Austin Rawlson, your two favorite fat duos here. Um, we also have returning guest Chance and Keegan. They've been with us basically since the first two we did, so it's kind of a tradition at this point. Uh, just to give you guys a background for those of you that are now listening to this, when Austin and I started this, I decided to do like a Halloween episode. I didn't really plan on it being a yearly thing, but ended up loving it so much and having so much fun. I told him, let's do it again next year. And then we did and brought Keegan on board. I had even more fun the second time around. So I was like, yeah, let's do another one. We'll do it. We try to do it in the middle of the month, but fucking this stupid move is what kind of caused all this backlash for me and uh, all the rescheduling and, before before we get into this episode, let me just say this, man. Um, I didn't have much help doing this. My sister and her man jumped in and helped us, which thank God, because it was just me, Chanel, her stepdad, and then Peyton, my sister-in-law. That was it, dude. Loading it up wasn't bad because, obviously, I lived on the first floor of my other place. This fucking unit I'm in, dude, is top floor. Oh, that's like so much cock. So... It took, like, three, four hours for us to get shit up this fucking stairs, dude. Like, it sucked. We had to take beds apart. These stairs are bullshit. It was retarded, dude. I never suggest suggest living on the top fucking floor, dude, ever. I lived on the top floor for for two apartments. It sucks so much cock. It does, dude. It blows. Everything that comes up has to go down eventually, too. It's stupid. But anyway, fucking, I'm happy, though, man. It's new. Bigger units, thank God. I have a staircase. I've never had a staircase in my life, not since I lived with my mother, so that's nice. Stairmaster 5000. <laughs> now my kids are running up and down like, this is great. I love it. <laughs> like, this will be sick. I can't wait to figure out who's going to get hurt first. But anyway, fucking, um, yeah, here we are. We're going to talk about all things Halloween, but let's get down to business. I was really saving this for... Uh, Halloween Ends, which just just came out. Me and Austin went and saw it together. I did a review for it on my Graveshift podcast, but that was like 10 minutes, so this is more in-depth. And for those of you listening, if you haven't seen the movie, probably don't listen to this episode because we're going to do spoilers on this. That's the only way this is going to work. Um, I'm not really going to rank it or give it like a star rating yet. I'm just going to kind of review it from my perspective, and then I'll let you guys go. Um here's my thing. So I actually, I really liked it. It was hard to digest at first though. When it was done, I was like, okay, that was cool. It was a little different. That was weird. So I went home and watched it again and I was like, yeah, I like it. And then I watched it a third and fourth time. And I was like, I really do like this movie because I'm catching all the Easter eggs. This movie is very, um, eighties basically like, uh, the main character, Corey Cunningham, he is inspired by Corey Feldman, who was popular in the 80s for being in horror films as a kid. And then Cunningham comes from the director of Friday the 13th, which is a horror master. So there's that. And then the story with him being the focal point is actually a reference to Stephen King's Christine. There's a lot in this movie that's very 80s. So this is definitely like an 80s horror story, even though it's the third and final chapter in the Halloween uh, well, I guess we can call it the Halloween 2018 storyline because 
you guys got to remember there's multiple timelines for Halloween. And depending on which one you follow, this one to me is the definitive version. For me, it goes Halloween, Halloween 2018, Halloween kills, and Halloween ends. Yeah, the Halloween timeline is just as confusing as the X-Men timeline. It makes it is. Sense. It really is, dude. There's so many different timelines. But the reason I enjoyed this one so much is because this movie was different. So I did like Halloween Kills. I didn't think it was as good as Halloween 2018. But I got what I wanted. I enjoyed it. So I went into this expecting it to be bloodier and, like, deadlier. It wasn't, dude. This movie is, like, a, on a much smaller scale. But I think that's why I liked it. Uh, my only complaint was this. It takes a whole hour for anything relative to happen. And I understand it's because of the nice, like... development. But whatever. like That's cool, I guess. My other complaint was there's not enough Michael Myers. I understand that this is supposed to be like a a secondary character story. But they should have had Michael in it more. Doing more kills. It's worse. If... It's worse than not having Michael in it enough. They actively take Michael, cut his balls off. That's the complaint I've been hearing a lot about, and actually. emasculate him. I've watched it a second time now, too. And this whole movie just emasculates the dude. Well, I understand people's complaints, because he's basically weak. Yeah, like, you see him as a weak dude. Like, you know what I realized, Austin, the second time I watched it? He manhandles Michael Myers when he takes the mask. Yeah, that's what I told you. I didn't leaving. realize that at first. I was when like, we I... were leaving, I said, when he tackled him and started beating the snot out of him and just rips his mask off and walks out, I was like, dude, they just took, like, this guy who's supposed to be, like, a dominant just a specimen and possessed right, by, like, him... a demon and made him, a, made him Joe Biden. Oh, yeah, no, I agree. They made him very weak, and that was kind of bad. I was like, that's a... It's one thing to say we're going to introduce a different character who's going to be the focal point. I like how they did it. Like, it was a good idea. The execution was done a little bit poorly, though, because, again, they sacrificed Michael to give this guy more credibility, and then it goes nowhere because he just dies. That shit was stupid. I was like, wait a minute. It should have been like they thought he was Michael the entire time, and then they kill his ass, and they realize, oh, fuck, we just killed a fucking kid who's probably a guilty person anyway. We know he's a killer, but everything's good. We're all done now. And then Michael shows up and they're like, oh shit. <laughs> like, yeah, what, this what, drove, scary. what drove me nuts is like, they build, they, you spend an hour and a half with this guy. Feel like he's the next big dude. Not only does he die, but the big payoff is like, again, spoilers. You haven't seen it. He frames it. So it looks like, um, it, it, it looks like Lori, kills him yeah and that was and, stupid and and allison immediately was like she's all freaking out, like i can't believe he killed her and then just magically out of nowhere nothing happens there's no development she goes ah oh well and she and goes she back. Leaves. yeah then she ends up coming back and, and that was stupid seconds whips around and comes back like nothing wrong ever happened there's no yeah. cuts you could you could take Corey out of this movie completely and fine. there would be no overarching theme difference in the entire entire movie because they build him up as this really cool character. You start to like him, then he dies, and he dies, and his entire his entire arc is for nothing because they had to get their boner off on killing Michael Myers. So they were like, "Ah, oh, screw the whole thing. We can't let Jamie Lee Curtis do this herself. She needs to have 
her granddaughter come in and do something nice and blah blah blah. I'd be like, I'm not gonna let you do this, and 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 it completely dashes the yeah like, like the movie it's is a, a waste. giant waste of time. Well, it at least you know where when they kill him. That's what made me mad. I was like, so he gets strangled by Michael, and that's it. That made no sense. And you know what? I'm not going to lie to you. I went into this thinking that Jamie Lee Curtis's character was going to die. And I was like, I hope they don't do it because they did that one time and it was stupid. But then I left and I was like, I kind of wish they would have killed her, to be honest, because there was no payoff for this. Like, do we get what we wanted when they finally kill Michael? Yes, because they've chopped his head off before. But if you watch the movie that came after, that didn't happen. So this is actually the first time legitimately that they do kill Michael. They put him in a grinder. You can't tell me he survived that. We saw him turn into a Tetris model, dude. Like, he went in that thing, and then they burned his remains. So he does die. But that was stupid the way they did it. I was kind of like, wait a minute. So he's nowhere, and all it takes is for someone to take his mask from him and be like, hey, give that back. And then he goes and does that shit. That was stupid. I was like, wait. And then they kill Corey for no reason. I was like, wait, hold on. Nuh-uh. It should have been... Like I said, or what if they did kill Michael, right? And Corey survived and he's on the run. Then you can open up something else or leave it alone. It ends where he's gone and it's an homage to the original film where Michael's gone and nowhere to be found. That would have been kind of cool. But them just now, to what, kill him like that was stupid. What was cool is when they started having them both start killing people together. Yeah, that's what I wanted. I wanted more of that. That that was super cool, especially when they did like the four the – four, uh, the, four, the group of four where they kill them all that was yeah. super dope and then they're like you know what this is going too well guys let's just fucking ruin it just well, all the all the, all the hour of waste we just did let's just add to it right if they would have kept it like batman and his fucking sidekick robin like they did for that one murder scene it would have been fine because it was actually pretty dope i was enjoying it i was like okay i knew 30 minutes in this movie's not really about michael it's gonna be about this fucking kid so I was like, whatever, that's as long as Michael's in it in some way, in which and they, you know. And that's, but it, and that's, there's nothing bad with it being about this kid. It's yeah, actually, undermining like that. the, and the movie up until um, they kill him, it's like, oh, it, this is a good movie. But the second they kill him. Then it no, goes out the no, window. No, the, when, they first, when he first stabbed himself in the neck. And makes it look like Jamie Lee Curtis did it. Then you go, oh, this is a sick, cool thing they're doing right here. This is right. awesome. And then they immediately undermine it by having um, Allison just completely forget it happened. Like, it never happened. And mm-hmm. then they have to have Michael come in and kill him. Why? And my you... biggest issue with this movie, too, is they focus so much on this character that we don't get to see a lot of Officer Hawkins, who was very important in the first two. How is he only in this movie did five it, minutes? Yeah, like all the important characters show up at the very end when it matters. That made me mad. I was like, dude, this is kind of like... That reminded me of the show Peacemaker, dude. When he saves the day and then the Justice League shows up. And he's like, thanks for fucking nothing, dude. Like, it's cool. I'm glad you guys showed up. Thanks. Fuck it. Like, that's how this was. They all show up and they're like, let's do it. Forget Even the fact Jamie Lee Curtis' character murdered. was weird too. Yeah, uh-huh. I said Jamie Lee Curtis too. How they how they did hers? Yeah, it was a little weird. Like I didn't like it. I liked it more that she was kind of like paranoid, drunk, and was like, "I'm gonna fucking fight to the so death." I, 
I don't. The, it, here's here's the same. It's the same problem with her character as they do with the the kid. They're like she. Her whole overarching thing is like, you know what? I'm to a point now where I've accepted this is my role. I have to not. Right. I can't be afraid. I just need to live my life. I need to not be that paranoid person. And she grows and she becomes a better person. You go, that is great. We have brought this character from the very beginning all the way full circle. This is wonderful. She's grown as a person. This is called character development. It's great to just, in the middle of this movie, to her completely backtrack on six years, seven, eight years of character development. Have her backtrack all the way back. To, the, to with this kid like are you kidding me you can't this movie would set something awesome up and immediately turn around and screw it and just pretend like all that work it's like they're building these little walls of of legos and they're like oh, and you're like oh my god what are they building with these legos then they get almost there they've got like three pieces of legos left you're like this is going to be so cool when he finishes this this is going to be awesome. I can see what they're doing here. This is going to be really cool. And then right. the person who's building Legos picks the thing of Legos up, throws them on the ground, and goes, Ha-ha! you said a big boom? <laughs> That's what this to, movie was. I'm trying but to I got, find yeah. this clip, but I, apparently I'm making it up and I'm just adding it to the movie. But like when the tongue is like spinning on the record, that yeah. was cool. That was, that was, that was fucking dope. cool. That was my favorite part. My favorite kill, dude, is the the stupid theater major kid when he gets the torch to the mouth. That was fucking cool. I was like, okay, uh, that's cool. I was a little, I'm not gonna lie, the dumbest kill in this movie, though, is the fucking, the doctor. Like, we don't see it until he's laying with him, like, cradling him, and he's stabbing him. And I'm like, okay, cool, he's murdering people, but that's fucking stupid. They should have done something a whole lot different with that. That was retarded. Now, the shot in the head was fucked up. I was like, why did he have to die? The mom was annoying. Yeah, but it's like it's it's like when remember when Danny Trejo was uh, the janitor got killed. Why would you kill him? He was he was technically like the help. Oh yeah, and they made him the bitch because he gets murdered in the most gruesome way. But you know what? I'm gonna be honest, dude. Like, I could complain about this movie. I did enjoy it though, because what's ironic, dude, is. I haven't really seen a Halloween movie that I hated so much, except for Halloween five, that movie I can't stand, but I'll watch it just because I want to like be a faithful fan. Otherwise it can fuck off. I love the rest of these movies though, in some way, like every one of them is weird. Every one of them is disappointing in some way, but I end up finding a way to enjoy it. This one had bad reviews before I even went in and I was like, bro, I'm going to ignore those because you have to remember Besides the 2018 one that came out, none of these movies have ever gotten good reviews, like, ever, from critics. They've always been shitted on, including by fanboys, and I never listen to fanboys. Even my own best friend who loves Halloween, I'm like, I'm not listening to him. Because, like, I don't care. I just love these movies in some way, and I knew I was going to enjoy this one. I think the big, my biggest regret with it, though, is this is a weird finale. Because yeah. Halloween 2018 and Halloween Kills, they feel like they go together. This movie this doesn't just fell feel out of like place. that at all. Yeah, it's like, like the, it's time like the season of the witch. Yeah, well, that's I think that's what they did because if you watch the beginning, you remember the blue font? That's from season of the witch. The blue font, the blue font, and then it flickers. And I was like, oh, okay, they're doing a little homage to season of the witch. I wonder if they're going to do something like season of the witch, which is different. And they did, but I'm not going to lie to you. I actually enjoyed it. I didn't want to see it because I was telling Austin this. I've been reading these books called Taking Shape, 
And literally, these fucking nerds wrote this book. They go and interview all the people that have ever been in these movies, and they ask them questions like, hey, what was it like on set, blah, blah, blah. There's one book in this series, though, where they talk about all the scripts that never made it to film. And there's, like, hundreds of them. Most of them were all about another killer. And I was like, dude, I'm so glad they never did this. This would have been stupid. But when I saw this movie, I was like, okay, I like the way they did it. I'm just mad that they killed the character off the way they did it. That was fucking dumb. I understand Michael killing him because it has to make sense. Like, hey, there can only be one, bro. It's me. If this dude were Roman Reigns, he's the tribal chief. So that makes sense. But, dude, the way they did it was kind of stupid. And then the finale, the final fight, how long was that? Two minutes? I wanted, like, a full 30-minute chase at the very least. Now, I'm not going to lie, though. I was happy with how they killed him off and how it ended. That's cool. And I loved that they had Don't Fear the Reaver playing at the end. That was awesome. But, yeah, I mean, this movie... I liked it more than Halloween Kills. It's still not as good as the first one. It's still not as good as Halloween 2018. But there's definitely worse sequels. Dude. This movie really ain't that bad. Like, I understand why people get upset, but I'm like, have you seen Halloween Resurrection? Yeah. Have you seen fucking Halloween Curse of Michael Myers? Those movies are terrible. Halloween 5 is dog shit. This, I'm, I'm, I'm reading through reviews right now, and this review is just so good. It says, I have... Um, I have many questions for Mr. Green. He says, um, why would Michael Myers, why do you think giving Michael Myers a partner, or even thinking that someone would have the same evil as him, be a good idea? Scratch that. Why is Michael Myers not immortal anymore? And just going, um, including, and why is he just going crazy on people, including the guy he ended up helping? How are the two women who may who weigh maybe about 90 pounds soaking wet each could overpower him in such a way? Also, if he's not immortal, how in the hell did he survive a house fire, get injured, shot, stabbed, and kill a bunch of people all in the same night only to go into hiding for four years, somehow take care of his wounds, and not die? I get that it's just a movie, but come on. It's got to make some sense. I will say this. The tunnel situation... Well, the tunnel situation was weird because... If we learn anything from Rob Zombie's movies, it's that we don't want to see homeless Michael. Like, I don't give a fuck what he's doing when he's not killing people. He's a force of evil. He's not supposed to be a being, so I don't care. But we go to the tunnel, I'm like, wait a minute. Why does he have a bat cave? I don't understand this. Like, this is weird. But I won't lie. It was kind of cool to see that. The first scene where he's choking that kid out and they have that little connection or whatever. I legit, this is how stupid I am, though. For a little bit, I really thought this movie was going to be about because he supposedly murdered that kid, which we find out he did. But because of that, he was going to be accused for Michael coming back and killing people. They were going to say it was him. And he's like, no, I'm innocent. I need Lori's help. And that's not the route they went. So I was like, oh, okay, he really is an evil piece of shit. All right. Yeah, I can dig I, it, but make it make sense. I thought for sure that this movie was going to be like the evil, then Michael transferring to this guy. And that this kid was going to be the next Michael for five movies. Cause you know, we've got to get as much money out of this thing as possible. Well, it's not over. Like they're going to make more. They're yeah. already, HBO's already doing a TV series, but the, um, this was, they... this was also great. This review is did I watch the wrong movie? <laughs> <laughs> Another failed horror flick where, where there is no Michael Myers anywhere for most of the movie. 
That shouldn't be the final movie of a legendary horror movie character. Focus way too much on side characters, wasting so much time in the movie, and taking away screen time from Michael for no reason. Lori is once again the best of the movie. The actress played her role really well, but I enjoyed seeing her probably for the last time. Her granddaughter as a character was annoying, like those straight to VHS Disney movies where the kid won the kid would turn against their parents for stupid reasons. That was her this entire movie. It was disappointing, but I'm glad I watched it because it ends ends a huge franchise that I've been watching since middle school. It was a popcorn movie and nothing more, uh, but not an okay popcorn movie. Well, they did say, so... uh, A romantic drama, not a slasher. Well, David Gordon Green did say this is his last film in the franchise, his version. They're going to make another one, dude. They're going to reboot it. That's how these things work. They want to make money off of it. They'll remake it. I'm hoping they don't fucking do another Rob Zombie film, though, because I do like those movies just because I like Rob Zombie, but in comparison comparison to Halloween, not so much. Like, those aren't Halloween movies. Those are Rob Zombie movies. That's why I like Season of the Witch. It's not a Halloween movie to me. It's an 80s evil villain fucking sci-fi movie. But if you watch them... With the hopes and dreams of a Halloween movie, you're going to be severely disappointed. But this one, to me, I actually I really enjoyed this one. It was just a weird finale. I was like, this one doesn't feel like it belongs. This could have been like a whole reboot. The title to this um, review is, All the writers for this movie must have gotten in a bus, had a horrible car accident, all received brain damage, and got amnesia and forgot what the last two movies were about. (laughs) What do you think, Keegan? How'd you feel about it? I liked it. It was, it was cheesy for sure, but I thought it was. Well, you're like me, dude. Like you like these movies regardless. They're hard to hate because you're like, dude, I like Michael Myers and shit. The pro, the only problem I had was just that there was like less Michael. I was like, ah, uh, all right, whatever. I mean, he's in it for a good forty minutes, but that's about it. You're well, talking like in a two-hour movie. Before I watched it, if you don't watch it as a Halloween movie, then you can enjoy it. But if you're thinking it's gonna be, yeah. No, the reason, the only re, the only highlights in this movie are because it's a Halloween movie. If you look at this not as a Halloween movie, it is a bunch of random garbage plot lines <laughs> that all come to one uh-huh. culmination of like, you're like, this could be an awesome movie. This could be really cool. They're going to tile this stuff together in a little bow and it's going to blow everybody's mind. And they go, ah, never mind. Let's not. Let's do something else. And so you just got all these things waiting to go together, and you're just like sitting in the movie theater. I'm like, screen. I'm looking at the screen. I'm like, I got plot blue balls. Like you tickled my taint for 20 minutes, and now you're just gonna leave me. What the hell? I will say the beginning was fucking cool though, dude. Like, I love the beginning. Oh, dude, that was fucked up. Right, like that kid died, dude. Like I was sitting there. We went in, dude. I already had like a couple shots and a beer. So I'm already getting buzzed, and I'm sitting there, and I just hear, ah, oof, and I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, that kid jumped. <laughs> uh, and then that fucking, that guy, he just slept on the, like, the, I don't know, like, there was that scene where he's, like, sleeping in a fucking blood stain that just never got cleaned. Yeah, dude, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cleaned that? It was just, <laughs> just still there? I will say this, too, though. I did love the kills in this movie. There just wasn't enough. This probably had, like, the less kills from the last two movies. Because Halloween Kills lives up to its title. That's all it is. It's him massacring people. 
But that's where I get mad at people that complain about these movies. I'm like, what is it? <laughs> too much or not enough? Like, it's always, what do we want? They're like, oh, he's too powerful. Now he's too weak. Well, I'm like, well, what do we do though? There's like 13 of these movies. Now, if they just saved this for much. a whole different reboot, that would have made much better sense. Here's here's what you do, Tony. You stop making goddamn Halloween movies and invent something different, you goddamn losers. Do something different. Yeah, they got to stop making Marvel movies and do something different. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> stop making the same crap and do something interesting, you freaking losers. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. For, for the ninth time, we're going to get a goddamn, we're going to get a Halloween movie or we're getting a new a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot. Knock it off. Figure something out, you losers. My biggest so they, fear, dude, with the TV show that's coming up is that he's going to be like a lesbian or something. Like it's going to be a female Michael. <laughs> yeah, or what if binary. Michael's black? Like <laughs> Tranny Michael? <laughs> that's my fear, dude, with how woke everything is. Because uh, there was a big rumor floating around that the Corey character was going to be gay. And I was like, come on, dude. We already had two gay characters. And they were cool because it didn't matter that they were gay. That could you imagine Mike? Could you imagine Michael Myers in a goddamn dress, um, going to a drag, drag, um, story time, and going Dude. and reading um movies or reading books to children in a freaking library and drag time story hour? Plot twist. So they do a Halloween reboot, right? He doesn't go to starts. the sanitarium for killing his parents. He goes because they told him that he was really a girl, and they gave him like a bunch of like shit and he put a binder on and all that and it fucked him up mentally. So he thinks he's trans and he goes to an all trans facility and then realizes like, no, I'm actually a boy and my parents fucked me. I'm going to get out and I'm going to go kill them. <laughs> and he gets home and finds out his sister has also been fucked up and thinks she's trans. So then they get together and they go on a whole trans massacre. Like that would be an update. No, the movie is, the movie is him chasing her saying you are a f- woman. And it's like, He's like, I know I'm a, I'm a, I'm a boy. My pronouns are he, her, or he, he, or are, are they them? And it's just Michael screaming, "That's not a pronoun!" <laughs> yeah, dude. When he and dies whole... in this one, he's like, "What is a woman?" And he's choking. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie though, dude. I really don't like when they show his face a lot. This one, they did it again. We get to see a little too much, and I'm like, "Don't do that." When you take the mask off, you take away the. You take away like that capability. Like that's what made the first one so terrifying is there is no rhyme or reason, dude. You never see his face. And when you do for that split second, you see his fucking mouth. And he looks retarded, but it's actually that the actor had fucked up makeup. So for those of you that didn't know, Michael's not actually Mongoloid. That's Jason Voorhees. That's a whole different retard. That being said, they don't take the mask off. So it's not it's more terrifying. You're like, what the fuck? This dude's literally just a shape. He's a lava lamp individual, dude. He's just fucking all over the place. And I love that. I hate when they make him too much of a human being, but I also hate when they make him too much of like a curse. Like Halloween 6, Curse of Michael Myers, the whole Cult of Thorn thing, how they can control him with these fucking rocks and they have to align him in the sky. I get that it was creative. Like, yeah, dude, at least they were doing something different. I'll give them props for that. But that's dumb. That's literally like when that book I was reading when they're talking about one of the scripts was they're using virtual reality to control Michael. And I'm like, okay, that's retarded. Please don't do that. Because <laughs> so Jason playing. went to space and that was the death of that franchise. That was, yes. Yeah. Oh. Okay. That was, that was fucking stupid, dude. It was so can bad. We get, 
let's get an Alien versus Predator um, reboot, but instead, the, instead of um, instead of aliens and predators in the, in on the space station, it's just Michael Myers running around killing people. Wouldn't that be a weird plot twist? Like you go in thinking it's an Alien versus Predator movie, and like <laughs> it's just why is Freddy Krueger in this? Like, <laughs> oh, dude. That would be kind of sick, dude. Like, the alien and the predator are sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, welcome to my nightmare. (laughs) So, actually, you know what? That's good. Let's move on to that, because that is considered a horror film. I'll say it, dude. I'm a fan of both Alien and Predator. Alien versus Predator sucks ass. And it's because it's PG-13, dude. You can't have these... You can't... And it's fucking dark, dude. Yeah, you're watching this, and you're like, I understand it takes place underground, but it doesn't need to really feel like you did this underground. I want to be able to see it. the brightness up as high as you can. Well, dude, it's like watching that fucking Hulk movie with Eric Bana or whatever his name is. It's dark the entire time, dude. It was so dark, I knew that I wanted to kill myself when it was over. It was so depressing. And then they made, they made the sequel that me and Chance snuck into the theater to see Alien vs. Predator Requiem, which that one was kind of stupid. I actually liked it more than the first one, even though it's the cheesier version. Like, the best way to describe this movie, it's a straight-to-DVD film of both these franchises. But I liked it more because it was rated R, okay, blood and gore. We got to see a kid get murdered by a chest buster. That was cool. I love the chest buster scenes, dude. Every time I see it, I'm like, that's how I feel in the morning when I wake up. After drinking all night long, dude, I'm like, oh, ah, ah. Chest burst. Dude, oh, like, that's cool. What killed that movie, though, was the fact that it was made off of a shoestring budget, and they were like, let's make it interesting. Let's make it take place in a redneck town in Colorado that no one has ever heard of. And by the way, this town's a college town, so this movie got it wrong. Also, let's make a tranny alien, okay? He's an alien and a predator, but he's trans. Like, that's what this movie felt like, and it kind of fucked it up. But I'm not going to lie, I still enjoyed it because I like those movies, dude. I like them so much that I actually give a fuck about Alien 3, which I still profess, dude, is the shittiest film in that series. And then Alien Resurrection, also stupid. Predator 2, I think, is dumb as hell. They took the Predator and they put him in the hood, basically. You can get mad all you want. He's in the hood, dude. Urban Predator, that's the hood. They're in Los Angeles, bro. That's Compton. Like, the... <laughs> But anyway, then they have Predators with Adrian Brody, which I thought that was cooler that, that was, was sweet. They should spend on that. That one was fucking cool. They should have done a sequel to that, dude. I was like, yeah, man, I feel this movie. Topher Grace is in it, and he's a serial killer. Like, Walton Goggins is in it. He's a fucking rapist. Like, they had an assemble cast, dude. They had a great idea. Great story. It did so well in theaters, they went, we'll turn to it later. And they never did another one until we got The Predator, that recent one with a kid that has autism and can somehow control the fucking spaceship and it comes down and then nobody knows what to do now because there's a predator that's literally the size of an apartment complex and he's fighting another predator that was fucking stupid i was like okay you should have went back to what we were doing why do they do that dude i hate when a movie is so good in a franchise they don't know what to do with it anymore and that movie left off on a good footnote they're stuck on that planet and they see the dropships coming in they're like yep we're gonna meet some new visitors that would have been cool, dude. You could have done something with that. Adrian Brody was so sick. He was believable. That movie was pretty good. It was a lot very similar to the first Predator. But no, let's just... Mm-hmm. 
They do that with Alien too, dude. Because I love Prometheus. I know a lot of people hate it because it's not really an Alien movie. But then Alien Covenant came out, dude. That movie is fucking stupid. Just slow. They're just slow. That's the problem, dude. Yeah, it feels like they were pressured by fans. They were like, "Hey, wait a minute. How come there's no alien in this movie? Put more alien in it." And they did. And then they're like, "Why does this movie feel like the first one?" What the fuck do you want, dude? Like that movie. It was stupid, dude. I don't give a fuck who's in it. Danny McBride was in it. I love him to death. That wasn't enough, dude. And then they kill the main character from the first one. So what's the fucking point? It was because she probably didn't want to come back. But Michael Fassbender was like, I'll play that stupid droid again. But now we got to make it interesting. We need to have an evil droid and a good droid because it worked out in Aliens, right? The problem is the execution. Again, they go to this stupid planet to colonize it. Same fucking story as the first one. Whatever. They get there, and there's all this confusing shit that happens. Like, first off, you can only get infected by the alien in the the universe if you get that vagina thing on your mouth, and it feeds you a baby. But you remember in the movie when they step on those plants, and it comes up into his nose like some cocaine, and then he's got another, he's got an alien in him, but it's not the same one? That was confusing. I was like, wait. What are they doing? Are they harvesting alien? I don't. That movie was hard, dude. Just took a line and just fucking bone baby. Bro, not to mention that they had good actors in that movie. I was like, wait a minute. There's a lot of recognizable people in this movie. None of it matters. Even uh, my man Juicy Smoulier was in it. You know, the guy that faked his fucking hate crime. He's in it, too. And he gets murked in the shower. What a terrible play. Right when he's coming, too, dude. Like, he's fucking this chick. And this alien's like, I'm not letting him finish. Right through his back. And I was like, that's cool. Still stupid. Although, I'm not going to lie, dude. The best part of that whole movie is the first dude that gets infected. When it busts out of his back. And that lady gets stuck in the lab with him. And she's like, let me out. And you see the guy go, oh. oh." And then, like, it comes out of his back. And I was like, whoa. That's much better. Blow my back out. Yeah, dude. No, that's the definition of blowing your back out. Like, (laughs) if somebody fucked that guy, it was definitely an alien. But yeah, Alien versus Predator. I mean, Keegan, did you ever see that movie? I know you've seen some of the Alien movies. Just some of them, yeah. I don't know any of these newer ones. No, you're not. You're not missing anything. They're fucking terrible. <laughs> and like just so, they just drag. They drag and drag and drag. Even the one where like that one, where the the newer one, where they get the aliens in, it still took forever. Because remember, he got infected with that shit. They go all the way and backpack into that fucking camp. They go back the to the yeah. and then he barely starts filming it. I know. How come it took him a whole day to get infected? But the other people, the dudes that were stuck in the cave while they're waiting for him, how come they got a leech on their arm and they got infected right away? But that dude was fed that shit in his drink. And for 24 whole hours, he was fine. That made no sense. There's like no continue. It doesn't make any that's, sense. That's the problem with these thousand remakes is they have no, they have no consistency. It's like, it's either like really quick, bang, 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 or they like take too long. And then when they fucking finally get to the point, they just fucking drag and drag. That's the hard part is all the fucking dragging in it. These have yeah, all the potential dude. and shit. Even this new Halloween, if they wouldn't have, if they would have spread out some of the killing and done some more killing and then fucking, um, uh, started spreading it up because it was like literally like kill, 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 stop. Kill, 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 kill. Stop. If there had been like yeah. a little bit of just more like kill, 
keep <clears throat> building through it. Well, it should have been longer if they were going to, because I wanted more of that. I'd have been fine with it being longer because I walked into this and I told Austin, like, dude, this movie's like an hour and 55 minutes. That's pretty long for a horror film. Most horror films are like an hour and 20. That's the longest Halloween film to date. So I expected a lot of killing and there was none. And I was like, okay, well, there's definitely room to make this a two, three hour movie, but you need more kills. And we got to develop more of the character. If we're going to develop this Corey character, then let's develop some of these other characters instead of making us think we already know who they are. Because that's the issue I have with these movies too, is you have to have watched the one before for it to make sense. That's not really a good thing if you're trying to get new people in. Like, yeah, they summarize it in the beginning when she's writing her book. The way they did that though, that felt like a lifetime movie. How she's narrating it. I was like, yeah, this feels like some Christmas bullshit. I don't, but, and I don't like how they killed him off at the end. Like, it, I feel like it was like super gay. She just mounted him like a fucking deer on the top of her car. Well, I thought it was interesting that she was able to put a fridge on him and he was still able to overpower her with his hand. But then the Allison, the younger, lighter one, was able to hold him down. That was she just weird. snapped his arm. She's like, like Cobra Kai. I love, though, that they like cut his wrist and his neck. And I was like, because this is everything that every fan was like, why don't they just do that? Why don't they ever fucking do that? So it was cool. Then they throw him in what I like to call a meat grinder. Because, dude, you see him bust apart in pieces. He looked kind of like that guy from the first Resident Evil. You remember that movie, Chance, when they're in the tunnel and the laser beam comes through the room and they have to jump over it? And that one guy's left and he's like, I'll make it. And then it spreads apart and he's like, oh, shit. And so it cuts through him and he falls into little pieces, dude. (laughs) That's what that was. I was like, okay, cool, Resident Evil. That's another series I really wish uh, they would stop doing shit with because it clearly isn't working. So I'll be clear. I hated the movies, dude. I never liked the Resident Evil films. I thought they were fucking stupid. They didn't follow the games very well. They weren't good zombie movies either. But I will say this. There was a movie that came out like two years ago called Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. That was all right. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it had a pretty good story. It's about the build-up to the apocalypse. They're in the town. They're stuck in the police station. It's very much like the video games. The actors they rushed that, though. Too. They rushed that. Uh, it, it was an hour and a half. It needed to be like two and a half. It needed to be longer, yeah, because I wasn't they, buying that that kid was on his own at the police station, and he could hold that bitch down. They He's just really like made, made it move fast. <laughs> they just made it move too fast because there's certain parts where it's like, okay, I get that. What about well, this? Love- and that, and, well, I love when they go into the mansion, dude. That's just like the first one when you're stuck in the mansion. I was like, okay, there's a lot. They like basically they took the first like three games and they put it together for one movie, but it was too quick. But it ended up being pretty decent. And then they did nothing with that. They did the TV show for Netflix. The TV show is terrible. It's fucking awful, dude. I've been watching it. Bad. And I'm like, I haven't. I think Not I watched like two episodes, and I was like, yeah, I, I can't sit through this, man. There's only so much like. B-rated that I can sit through. Because I love horror films, dude, but they have to be decent, even if they're made on a shitty budget. Like, one of my favorite shitty budget horror films of all time is called Evil Bong. It's a terribly oh, made film. But it's amazing, right? Like, the story is so fucking my cool. Hot Wheels. <laughs> I love the fucking the surfer dude. He's like, Bachman, what is your shell doing right here on my fucking shelf and he's like just what did uh what shells do what did tommy chong say when he something about he's all talking about his brains his last brain size that's okay i wasn't using it anyway 
Yeah, when he smokes the bong, it can't kill him because he's too strong. He's like, I've been doing this for years, bitch. It's going to take more than one hit to put this old dog down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that movie's terribly made. That movie was made off of a budget of $25,000. There's college films that have better budgets than that. This is a poorly made film, but dude, the story is actually outrageous. The acting is pretty good, like for being cheesy. Like there's one scene where this dude's dad is knocking on his door because he doesn't want to pay the kid's tuition anymore. And one of the kids in the room is like, bro, it's your fucking dad. And he's like, quiet. Maybe if we shut the fuck up, he'll go away. He's like, I hear you in there jerking off, motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Dude, like that was a good shitty movie. Like I actually had an interest in it. I never watched the sequels though. because Yeah, there's only so much stupid I could take. There was more? Dude, there's seven of them. No. Yeah, and the character that plays uh, Arnie is a different actor in each one. The nerdy kid. Yeah, everyone else is the same but him. It was because in the first three, they couldn't get the same actor. Yeah, I did some research on this, by the way. First three, though, they couldn't get the same actor. And then, as a running joke, they're like, let's just recast him every single movie. Just to fuck with people. And that's what they do. They recast that character. And it's so weird, because you're like, this isn't the same dude. You could just tell. But I love how if you're watching this movie, when they're drinking beer, they cut out a piece of paper, of like scrap paper, and they put it over the logo where it says Coors Light because they didn't have the money to pay for that shit. Like everything in there, the Dr. Pepper, they put a green piece of color paper on it. Same thing, dude. They couldn't afford the logos and shit. It's a poorly made horror film. Or another like low budget, but it was like really good. If you ever watched The Horde, it's like a French uh, movie or the night. Yeah, or The Night Eats the World. They're both French, but they were both like super simple but super good. I did, yeah, I did see that one. That's a good one. There's another one too. It's a, I think it's a Japanese one. They're stuck on this train and it gets train to Brazil. What's it called? Train to, train to Busan. Yeah, that one, dude. That's really good. And I, I didn't watch the first one, I watched the second one. The second one's pretty dope. I do like, um, did you guys ever see Army of the Dead? The zombie yeah. movie? That one was the first cool. one was cool. The first one was. The second one was fucking trash. Is that the one with the safe cracker, the spinoff story or whatever? I didn't uh, watch it. Yeah, yeah. It didn't have yes. all the other people. The fir- and it wasn't really the about first, zombies. The first one was really good. The, sec- the second one was, it was like, why? You're just making, they were just doing it to make money because they knew they could. Well, they should have did a direct sequel to the story from the first one rather than following the safe cracker. Like, I did like the safe cracker and the other dude. They were a cool, like, duo. They were really funny, and I was kind of like, I hope they don't die, you know? And Batista was badass. Me and Austin were just having this conversation the other night, and we were like, dude, Batista's actually a good actor. Like, he's he did really good in that good. one. Well, he's that whole group did one. really good. The Black he's... Phone's budget was $16 million. I just thought. Dude, that's a. I love The Black Phone. That's a good movie. Chance, I liked it. No, I have not. Is that the one with the, ma- the guy the mask? Yeah, yeah. The rapper. It was good Dude. until they fucking like pulled up the map and it was literally my address. My like fucking house was like on that little map. I was like, oh nah. Yeah, dude. It was Chance, fucked I, up, dude. Chance, this movie takes place in North Glen, Colorado, bro, right outside of Denver. And they pull up this map in the middle of the movie when they're trying to like put together all the murders that have happened. And it's like Sherwood Elementary, random high school. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. That's where I fucking grew up. Like, God. So check it. It says Sherwood, right? It says Sherwood. Yeah. It has Sherwood and Pecos. I live on Elmwood. I'm fucking 
Dude, we're like, right down the street. We were less right down than the a quarter mile. <laughs> yeah, we were right down the street from Pecos. According to this movie, this dude lived right outside of Sherwood Park, which is right where the elementary school is that I went to school as a kid. It takes place in the 70s, but like when they open it up, there's clippings of like actual murders that happened in real life in the 1970s in North Glen, Colorado. And when it starts, it says uh, West Denver or something like that. And there's a scene where they're going to school and they go to uh, it's no, they reference random high school. And I was like, the fuck random high school. And then that's when they pull up the map and it said Sherwood Park, Pecos Street, Elder Circle. And I was like, dude, this is where I grew up. That's fucking creepy as hell. Yeah, (laughs) that's so weird. But it's cool because when you're someone that grew up in an area like that, that no one knows about, it's kind of nice. Like, that's cool. At least they're like, like, you can tell the director grew up in that area if he used it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Who uses that at a random? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody is like, nobody nobody's like, it. yeah, nobody's like, dude, Omaha, Nebraska is so fucking cool. It's going to be the setting for this movie. <laughs> yeah. Unless he was born in Omaha, Nebraska. dude. But no, that's a good movie, man. I loved it. I, my only complaint with that movie was uh, how easy it was for him to kill the grabber. Like he falls into that pit, which clever, dude. He dug a hole like he was told to. And then swings on him and it's over. I was like, come on, man. Make it more violent. There's not a lot of gore in that movie either. For an R-rated movie, there's not a lot of blood or gore. Yeah. The kids are all fucked up when they answer the phone. There's like one kid that's just head banging and shit. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that was a pretty good movie. I loved uh, Ethan Hawke, who plays the grabber, dude. He's such a good actor. And he started playing like really weird roles. I remember Ethan Hawke from Training Day with Denzel Washington. He's in a bunch of shit, but he just started playing in horror films. He was in Sinister as well. That movie fucked me up. That's a really fucked up movie. Don't watch the second one. That movie sucks ass. It feels completely stupid. But Sinister is a good one. Yes. I love the Conjuring movies. We talked about this on the last annual special where I was saying the third one sucked. Apparently, they're making another one. They are. They just showed the trailer a couple weeks ago. (sighs) Fuck. If they do it, man, James (laughs) Wan better come back. He made the first two amazing. Whoever the director of the third one was fucked it up. Because the problem with that movie, dude, is it's not really about a haunting or a possession. It's about a fucking demigod that haunts land. And some witch lady that makes it happen. Like, it was so confusing, dude. I was really tripped out by it. And it just didn't feel the same. It kind of felt like Annabelle Comes Home, the third Annabelle movie, where they're in it, Ed and Lorraine Warren. But it's not really about them. It's just about how their dumbass kid took the doll out. And now the whole house is fucked. Like, she opened up a portal of Arlstein's Goosebump Tales. <laughs> and it's all over the house, dude. Like, it's a good concept, but the way they did it, it was stupid. Cause, lazy. Yeah, dude. Like, see, that's why I liked the Goosebumps remake they did with Jack Black, because... Who'd have thought they were like, hey, we're going to make a Goosebumps movie again, but we're going to add everything. I didn't think that was going to happen at all. I thought that like they were going to pick Night of the Living Dummy or one of the most famous tales from that story, and that was going to be the movie. But no, it's about them fucking with his books, and then everything pops out. And like, if you're a kid that grew up reading those, you're like, oh, shit, it's the Abominable Snowman. Oh, shit, it's the <laughs> Phantom of the Opera and like all this Shocker shit. Shocker on Shock Street. Yeah, dude. Oh, look, it's say cheese and die. The whole family's dead. Like, 
you see all the stuff and you're like, man, this is like being a kid again. I didn't watch the second one though because someone told me it was kind of it lame. was terrible. It was just weird how they kind of just did it off its own thing. Well, wasn't Jack Black only in it for like ten minutes? Because they said he wasn't supposed to be in it. No. It wasn't, it wasn't even like 10 minutes. It was a lot like five. And he's like trying to hook up with the mm. mother. Well, it was a whole new cast, too. And I was like, why did they do that, man? I fucking hate when they do shit like that. It was just it was weird. They just goofy. You know what was actually pretty good? The other one, um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the fucking live action movie they did. Oh, that one was good. That was all right. That was all right. Well, it was good for being a kid's film. It was pretty dark. I liked it because, dude, I remember like, you always wanted to read those to me, Tony. I was like seven, <laughs> fucking reading Where's My Toe and shit. I was like, dude, those, those are scary, aren't they? If you look at the books <laughs> now, they're fucking not for kids, dude. You read those things, you're like, these are very graphic. They're very fucked up. They're traumatizing for children. When I was a kid, too, Chance, you probably remember this. When we were younger, those were banned from libraries for a while because yeah, they couldn't figure out. Well, they couldn't figure out how to get it to a certain age group. They're like, who do we give this to? Third graders, fifth graders? Like, this is a lot for a child. And that sounds stupid because they're kids' books. But you read them and they're really not, dude. These are fucked up fables. They're like if you found them in your grandpa's attic. And they're like something from the old, like, Civil War and shit, dude. They used, they used to be, uh, I forget what it was in. But it was like in this, like, advanced reading thing group. And they used to be, that was like one of the books that we had to read. Yeah, dude. You have my parents sign off on it that you're reading it. Like, oh, yeah, I had to read it. My kid's not a pussy. He's not going to go try and reenact the book. Oh, dude, I had to beg my mom to let me read it because she, like, she looked at him and she was like, these are kind of, I don't know, these are too much for kids. And I was like, mom, please, I love them so much. Please. And she let me, dude, and I had nightmares and shit, but I still enjoyed it. Like, I'm weird, dude, to this day. It's very hard to scare me, but I love the adrenaline, dude. I love being scared. That's why I like going to haunted houses and shit. If someone can actually get under my skin and I get so uncomfortable, dude, it's fucking fun. Like, I could walk through an entire haunted house, but the second I hear a chainsaw, I know there's no chain on it. I know it's an actor. The second I hear that chainsaw, dude, I get, like, PTSD or something, and I fucking run. (laughs) Like, one year me and Keegan went to Frightmare Compound in Westminster, and I told him, like, yo, there's a chainsaw coming up. Because I had just gone to it two weeks prior, but I wanted to take my family because I just – I had so much fun. And the way it's developed is it's literally, like, there's two ways to go around this bitch, but he's behind the wall. The last time I was there, he came out to the right. He did it again. He comes out to the right, and I'm freaking out, dude. Keegan books it to the left. This dude saw Keegan and just went back, and then Keegan comes chasing around, dude. And he was following us for quite a while, dude. It was fucked up. I love being scared, though, man. That's why I think that's why I love horror films so much. I just love the feeling of being uncomfortable, and I love the creativity of horror films because I understand that people don't like them because it can trigger some things. Like um, Austin's told me, he's opened up about this, he can't really do jump scares. And I totally understand that. I hate jump scares for a whole different reason. For Austin, it triggers some memories in his past. For me, I think jump scares are fucking... They're a waste of time. And to me, it's kind of a poor execution. It's like saying... It's the lowest form of horror. Yeah, it's like saying, hey, I've got a good product, but boo. Like, that's fucking stupid, (laughs) dude. Like, that's dumb, dude. That's like if you went to a haunted house and they're using the wall as a mechanism to scare you. When they should be using their voice and their stance. Like, 
Jump scares are fucking stupid, dude. I hate jump scares. The only movie I've ever seen that utilizes it very well was probably, uh, did you guys ever see the movie Lights Out? It's the, it's the one about this fucking being that only shows up in the dark and it's haunting this family because like the mother was friends with it when she was a kid. It was a real person that died because she had a rare skin disease where she couldn't be out in the sun. So Is she it the one with the light? Yeah, and she can't be in the light. And so like she comes at night when they're turning the lights off, they see her like standing in the kitchen doorway and shit. Then they turn the light back on and it's gone. They turn it off and it gets closer. That movie is full of jump scares, dude, but it's pretty good. They utilize it really well. And the story is really decent. Too. It was really decent. It did, and it did build off like everything. And like when they start de- delving into like why this fucked up thing is there. Well, yeah, like when they give you the background story, it's kind of stupid. If they would have made it where no one knows why this thing haunts this family or that there's no reason for it, it's just there, similar to Halloween. I think it would have been much better, but when they give you the backstory about how the mom is crazy and shit, and how the sister moved out because the mom let it fuck up her kid, like, that's weird, but it was creepy, dude, especially the scene where she's sleeping in bed, and she hears scratching, she looks over, and she sees the creature on the floor carving her name in the ground, and the creature just does this, like, (sighs) turns its head and looks at her, and she fucking flips out, turns the light on, and she's just like, And the light turns off by itself and the things behind her. I was like, no, nah, dude, I can't go get water now before bed. I'm scared. <laughs> That's fucking That sucks. When I saw that I'm movie, dude, out. I was working for a college campus. And I had to go in at five in the morning when it was dark. I had to unlock all the doors. I had to open the whole building, dude. It's just me. And all I can think of is like someone coming up behind me and just fucking murking me. Or a creature just following me. It was... That's a shitty job to work, dude. Security sucks when you work at night or early in the morning when it's dark and it's just you. That is frightening as fuck. Because it's that fear of what if. What if there's something behind me? And I love movies that do that. There's another movie that does that. Um, It's called Hush. So it's a movie about a woman who's deaf. She lives on her own in a cabin. And a serial killer just escaped from fucking prison he's wearing a mask he kills her neighbors right after they tell her like hey supposedly some crazy guy is out on the loose so be careful but she can't hear nothing so he's taunting her dude like going to the windows and tapping on it eventually she sees him but again she can't hear him so she has to use sight and he turns the lights off and shit dude it's that's a good one i think it's on netflix it is john gallagher yeah, yeah, John Gallagher Jr. is in it. He plays the killer. He's pretty good. Did any of you guys ever watch that stupid movie about those kids in that dude's that blind dude's house? Oh, uh, uh, or yeah, it's not Hush, Yeah, I like the one. one. What is it? I liked it because they utilize the idea that this guy's a serial killer more than anything. Like you don't expect that. You kind of think it's going to be a home invasion movie. And then he kills one of them, and you're like, oh fuck, this is a whole type of different movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that the second one is so fucking stupid, though, dude. They yeah, make him like a stupid, hero. But it's sweet kills. Oh, it had great kills. Like the first one, I think the best scene is the grossest one, dude. It's when he takes the beaker and he puts it in that jar of semen, and he's going to impregnate her, and you see the pubic hair floating in it. And she escapes and jams it in his mouth, dude. And he's oh! <laughs> almost <laughs> puked, dude. Watching, I was sitting there eating popcorn, and I was like. Mm! <laughs> 
that movie's creepy too. Uh, I've got a guilty pleasure though for um, we talked about this on the last special, uh, the Creep Show movies. Chance, you remember Creep Show? Yeah, those were cool. I was like, they used to be a show for a while. They just their mom's movies. Those, man. The cockroach. That was my favorite one. My favorite one was the guy that finds the fucking monstrous ape under the fucking stairs. Stairs. Slab. Yeah, and he feeds his wife to it. Like, that one's creepy, dude, because they don't know that what it is. It just comes out and eats everybody. I love the and then when they, Go ahead. And then when they finally open, when they, like, lock it back up, and then he's, like, freaking out when he's driving it down and just fucking boom, boom, boom. Uh, he lets it go, and it breaks loose in the water. Like, that's a good one. I do like the second one. A lot of people hate it, but I think the second one's a little more eerie. Like, it has more frightening tales. But it's made on a smaller budget, so it's not the same thing. Now, the TV show they did, though, that I told you guys about from Shudder is actually pretty good, too. It's like they basically they rip off of um, they ripped off of like Tales from the Crypt, and it's all done in anthology form. And it's pretty good. In fact, dude, I was telling Austin about this a few episodes ago. I found Tales from the Crypt, like all seven seasons on YouTube. It's pirated, so it doesn't sound very well, but like. I've been watching it because, you know, it's that season. And I forgot how much I loved that show when I was a kid, dude. I mean, great parenting, right? I'm like eight years old, dude. And I would get to that TV at 10 p.m. And the fucking crib people would come up and he's like, good evening, boys and girls. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. And like, well, he was funny, dude. He's like, call this tasty nugget. Like, like he was, he was funny, dude. That's what made the show. And the stories were so outlandish. Like, there was one... That's one of my hands-down favorites. It's about this dude who's trying to be, like, an actor. He's a struggling actor. There's an actress that he dreams about all the time that's sleeping in the fucking unit across from him. And the owner of the property knows about it, and he gives him a potion to give her that'll make her fall in love with him. He gives it to her, and she won't leave him alone. He starts losing his mind. He's like, fuck, I got to get out of here. So the tenant or the owner's like, here's another potion. But if you do this, it's over. Like, no woman will ever love you again including her and she will die so he mixes a drink for her she fucks it up by accident and gives him the drink and he dies and he's in heaven dude and he sees her all decrepit and she's like i couldn't handle being away from you so i killed myself now we're here together forever he's like no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. dude it was great like it's hands down amazing uh i fucking oh chanel says hi bye everyone just waves <laughs> But um, I wish they would do more like that because the modern horror films now are just god-awful. And it's sad because they have so much to utilize. They have better budgets, better quality, better – there's better everything, dude. Even famous actors want to be in these things. But they can't seem to get a good one fleshed out unless it is like a Halloween remake. And, you know, I love those movies. I love Friday the 13th. I love A Nightmare on Elm Street. But I'm tired of seeing – so many of them every like five ten years. I want to see something different, but I also don't I would, like the term elevated horror. Go ahead. I want them to come up with a, an original something new, as hard as the fuck it would be, horror series. Have a trilogy, yeah, but have, but have an exit strategy that works and makes sense. Because I feel like they keep rebooting shit and redoing shit, but they have like no exit strategy. They're like, this is what it is. Yeah. Exists. They have- no creativity, but they have all this shit at their like disposal. 
They've got decent actors and all the good stuff, you know, the good budgets. They even shoot in fucking Vancouver now because Canada won't tax them as much. So they can make that budget last. A shoestring budget film for a horror, like the average horror film budget in the 80s was anywhere between 500000 to like, I think, five or six million, maybe even less. Now, do you know what the average budget is? It's like 10, 15 million, dude. That's a lot of money for a horror film. Yeah, yeah but like... Fuck it up. But like back then, though, they were so creative and like all the work they put in to make it work showed in the movies. And nowadays, oh, yeah, like, dude. it's like CGI, 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 like, fuck off. Yeah, it feels like they kind of overuse what's at their disposal because you got to remember when they did Friday the 13th, they knew they had no budget, but they were like, how do we make this work without a budget? We hire an ex veteran that does prosthetics and does all the fake gore to make it look realistic because he knows what that's like. And he's good at it. I'm talking about Tom Savini. He's one of the best makeup artists alive today. They knew they had to be at a summer camp in the middle of the fucking winter where it's actually cold and not hot. Like, we'll utilize the background. This is perfect. Like, nothing's creepier than being in the woods on your own. And then they do the whole POV where you see the kills happening from the killer's point of view. All this is done on a cheap budget because that's all they had. But they knew how to perfect it because, they again, that's all they had. They're like, we got to make use of what we have. Now they have all the shit, and they're like, let's just throw this and that in there. And it'll it'll work out just fine. Okay, boys, this is our new horror horror, horror series, okay? It's called Dr. Toenail. What the fuck? He sneaks the around people's man. houses, and if he touches you, you get an ingrown toenail. Dun, dun. <laughs> he looks at you, hangnail. You know what was a pretty good horror film I saw a few years ago? It was called, like, um, I think it was called Horror Fest, or... That was, must suck. Is that more that like the, the, No. Like, it had... What's one of those ones? It has potential, but they just ruined it. How? Oh, the ending? Yes. Bro, they're gonna make it's another one. That's so why they weak. did that. <laughs> That's a slasher movie. They never die, bro. No, I mean, but it's it just, like... cool. It just, I don't know. I think that's what drives me nuts. It's the fact that they do shit like that, where like they could like end it and still build off of it, but they choose not to. So, like, oh yeah, no, just... like they've that movie was like what 2016, 2017? It's been a while, and they haven't done what Prime. We need a Blob remake. Yes, we do, but yeah. guess what? I don't want it because Rob Zombie's doing it. No, let's do a Blob remake, and we'll have Seth Rogen be the voice of the Blob. <laughs> He's rolling down. <laughs> and you just see like Vanessa Hudgens just like it's coming off the roof we gotta hide <laughs> it's all you're running through the street all of a sudden the blob stops and just oozes into a dispensary dude Seth Rogen would be funny in it he's like we gotta go we gotta go it's coming I'm like fuck off loser he's like oh like, dude, Seth Rogen says stupid shit. That's why he's funny. It's the way he says it. It's not the shit he says. It would be fun to do a full Blob movie, but have, like, all the all those comedic actors in it. Have, like, Zach Galifianakis in it, just roasted people the whole movie. Pretty, yeah, kind of like that movie, This is the End, but not with them being famous actors. Make it an assembled cast of comedians, and it's a legit horror film, but it's got humor because they roast each other. In fact, yeah, and it's the blob. And could you imagine 
they're all running and freaking I don't know who Jack Black or like Ralphie Mays running through the streets and um it looks and Zach Galifianakis he goes oh look it's the Blob oh and the Blob the monster and the <laughs> like if they had Danny McBride in there he'd be funny as hell dude he'll be coming coming towards me he's like yeah can't get me big ass kid he's just shooting at it dude like. Dude, it would be like so stupid, but it would be kind of funny too because they don't they don't do shit like that ever unless it's like Tropic Thunder, which that's a different type of movie. I love that movie though. I wish they would have done another one. You know what we do need though? This country really desperately needs a new Dracula movie that is not yes. modernized. No, cuz remember Dracula 2000 it had a good story, but it was a stupid movie. It's when they those bank robbers find his fucking tomb in the vault and they let his ass out. Because the idea was, what if we had Dracula in modern day? I'm like, no, that sounds retarded. Because you know what? We have that already. It's called Twilight, and it sucked. We got to go back <laughs> to, like, old English times when he's just like... Imagine Dracula you know playing baseball in the goddamn rain. Like, how much to suck your blood? And the gay dude's like, oh, you want to suck something? All excited. <laughs> but no, like, we I need a... We need a good fucking Dracula remake. We need a good Frankenstein remake. That movie they did, The Invisible Man, yeah, it's modernized, and it's more about spousal abuse, but that was a good fucking movie. Yeah, it was. That was tight, dude. It freaked me out a couple times. Like, when she sees him, when she knows he's coming up the steps and she throws that pain or whatever at him, and you just see him there, I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) That was cool. That paid off. And then that murder scene, dude, in the hospital, that was sick. They need to do more shit like that. Because they did The Mummy with Tom Cruise, and it was stupid. That was dumb, dude. Like, I went to see it because I like The Mummy series. But I'm sorry. No Brendan Fraser, no Mummy. No fucking... Who's the guy that played The Mummy? Um, what the fuck's his name? I was just talking about him. Uh, Billy Billy Zane. No Billy Zane, no fucking Mummy, dude. I don't want to see it. They did a fucking... What was it, the third one? Uh, the Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor with Jet Li. He's supposed to be like an Asian emperor mummy. It was fucking stupid. Let's do a Frazier, but it was retarded. Let's do a um, Frankenstein, but we cast Billy Eichner as um, Frankenstein, and like he crosses his wires wrong, and Frankenstein's gay, and it's about trying to find the right piece of his brain to make him straight again. You know what's? Fu- <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to think about that for a minute, but. You know he's like funny? he's like Frankenstein. What's the matter with? I just don't know. I just everywhere I go, I just think something's wrong. Well, you know what's crazy? Something's to me wrong. Is, I love Billy Eichner. He's so good. He's so freaking funny. <laughs> to this day, most people don't know that Frankenstein isn't the name of the monster. It's the doctor that made him, Doctor Frankenstein. People still confuse that shit. They just need to make a movie, do where Dr. Frankenstein turns himself into the real Frankenstein. So there's no confusion. He just sews, he just sews an arm onto him. Yeah, like he fucks himself up, dude. He's like, oh, oh shit, the clock's about to strike. The here's lightning is coming. A, here's how we he get an Emmy, himself. okay? This is how we get an Emmy here, boys. We make a that, that exact movie, but we sew. He, he has to sew a bunch of stuff, and then he gets body dysmorphia. And he has to, and he does like a seventeen-year-old girl and stands in front of the, instead of the um, like full-body mirror, just goes, "I hate my body." And he has to go to therapy and he has to learn to love his body again. Boom! Instant Emmy. It's gonna be a horrible movie. 
but we're 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 getting Emmys, baby. It'll win an Oscar, bro. They'll It'll talk about the Oscars. Oscar, no, no one will have ever seen it for like years. They always do that, dude. The movies that win at the Oscars are movies that nobody's ever fucking seen yet. Like they haven't even come out. That's <laughs> kind of fucked up. That's that's blue balls, dude. That's messed up. But you know who I think would make a good Doctor Frankenstein? The dude that plays uh, Doctor Strange. What's his name? Uh, Cumberbatch. Uh, fuck. Yeah, English dude. He'd be a good Dr. Frankenstein. Now, the guy that could play the monster, I believe fully in my heart, they should hire the kid that played Rocky Dennis in that movie Mask where he had the fucked up face and he kills himself. He would be the good fucking Frankenstein. (laughs) Dude, I'm telling you, Billy Eichner would be a great Frankenstein. Or why can't we get a good Wolfman remake? That last one with Benicio Del Toro was trash. Have you seen that um, Wolf by Night series in Disney Plus? No, I heard someone talking about it. Did I haven't watch- wa- I haven't watched it yet, but apparently everybody's saying it's pretty good. You know what was a good one that it was kind of a sleeper hit. Like it did well, but then it, they didn't. I guess they're not going to do anything with it now. But it was um, God, I'm trying to remember the name. We saw a trailer for it. Me and Chance when we went to go see the new Scream. Basically, it's about this really weird town that they colonize this gypsy town and they massacre all the gypsies there. And one of the gypsies makes these like wolf fangs out of bullets. Like she morphs it into fangs and she's like, I curse you in the entire town. And she buries it where they cut her head off and bury her. So then the kids in the town start having dreams about it. And they go find these fangs and one of the kids puts it in his mouth. And he turns into a werewolf, dude, and he bites one of the other kids. And that kid goes and starts biting other kids. And there's one guy that comes to town where he deals with shit like that. He's supposed to be like Van Helsing, but for wolves. It's a different type of wolf movie, dude. I can't remember the name of it, though. Let me look this shit up. Oh, The Cursed. That's what it's called, The Cursed. Dude, it was weird. But it was actually pretty good for being a werewolf movie. It's a, I like when they do different shit, just not retarded. Like, my fear was he was going to put those fangs in his mouth. And then he was going to spit it right back out and get it got himself sick because he was like, oh, that is not copper. Like, and then he got really <laughs> sick. That would have been stupid. I'm like, oh, fuck no. I still think they need to make it. get salmonella. Dude, I really profess, and I told you guys this on the last special, Sony and Marvel need to get together. They need to do a Spider-Man reboot where he gets bit by the spider, but instead of getting superpowers, he gets cancer. <laughs> from there it's depressing no they just gotta keep it like they do it and do like in the comics where um mary jane gets cancer and that's fine you find out at the end of that comic book the reason mary jane got cancer is because um spider-man's jizz is radioactive why can't they do that with superman dude, where he fucks wonder woman or no not wonder Woman. he fucks lois lane and basically he can't wear a kryptonite condom because it would kill him obviously as we've heard from mall rats well, let's say he shoots his load into her and it blows a hole through her back and he kills her and then it's over. Like, that would be fucking sick. <laughs> I think that's, uh... It'd be worth watching. I mean, it'd be a short movie. It'd be like 30 minutes of that. Like, you wouldn't find that on Netflix. You'd find that on uh, different sites. You'd find yeah, it on, definitely. like, Tubi TV or Pluto TV. Like, dude, say what you will. I love watching those, bro, because they have horror channels on there and they've got old movies. He's like Pumpkinhead. You guys, did any of you ever watch Pumpkinhead? Gangster. Yeah. That's a badass movie. Keegan, you got to watch it, bro. It's basically this movie about these fucking stupid dirt bike kids. Revenge. 
they fucking kill this little boy by accident during an accident, and the father finds the son. He's like, oh, my God, I'm going to get my revenge. So he goes to a witch doctor, and she summons Pumpkinhead, which is a creature that kills for revenge. And it goes after all these kids, dude. It's a classic tale, man. It's good. Don't watch the sequel. I looked at that. See, the second one was good. I was not as it was not as it was not as good, but it was still good. For shit, Keegan, you gotta watch Phantasm. Chance, did you ever see Phantasm? Yeah, it's been a hot minute. That's the one about the kid who finds out that the Undertaker at the local morgue is like manifesting zombies out of each person's corpse. And he has these spears that go around, and they suck all the organs out of your body. It's a creepy movie. It's so weird. But they made, like, seven of them, and they get dumber and dumber in each one. But the first one is legit. Phantasm and Pumpkinhead. you got to watch those. Those are weird old movies. They're very good. Those are good horror films, and they're from, like, 70s and 80s or whatever. But those are good. Like, the first Puppet Master movie is good. Good. The rest of them are kind of stupid. 15 was terrible. Well, the first one, I like it because the storyline about the doctor and how he fucked up the dolls, and that's why they come to life and shit, and they fucking kill him first, which is the funniest thing. He's like, whoa, get them, not me. I made you. Wait, motherfucker. And they just slice him up. I think the first yeah. three are good. After that, then it got shitty. Well, I love the third one. I think it's when it takes place in the Wild West or whatever, which is such a weird concept, but like, it was cool. You know, It was cheesy as fuck. They the most recent one they did, dude. It takes place in Nazi Germany, and I was like, "Why do you guys keep going back?" That makes no sense. There's no way these dolls have been around that long, bro. It was made very very clear in the first one. These dolls have only been around for like at least ten years, and he had just finished them. So there's no way. Makes them continue it. Like it's got to have consistency, and it's got to make sense. You know, another cheesy one I like, dude. It's from the same guys that made that movie. It's called. Uh, I think it's Gingerbread Man or no? What's the? Uh, yeah, it's like Gingerbread Man, dude. It's literally about a fucking cookie that kills people and it's possessed, dude. It's <laughs> fucking funny, but it's a actually done snowman. Well. A huh? frosted snowman. The frosted snowman one too. Same thing. Oh, bro, you're talking about Jack Frost. I love that movie, dude. Yeah, when that cop, when they fucking arrest him and he gets killed. In that ambulance accident with all the snow, and then he comes back as a fucking snowman, yeah. and he's murking the whole town, dude. <laughs> like, oh god, dude! They did a second one. That's, that's a terrible. cheesy one. Well, the first one was terrible. Oh, dude, the second one's worse. Like the first <laughs> one's cheesy for sure. At least it made it to theaters. The second one, it's very stupid, Fresh. dude. Like somehow he makes it to the Bahamas to haunt the fucking cop that killed him, and he turns the whole Bahamas into like a snowstorm. He's got little yeah, that's pretty snow, bad. man. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, you know what I really like, too? Did you guys ever see Critters? It's yeah. like a rip-off Gremlins, but it's pretty good. I love it. I love all of them. More violent, more violent version of Gremlins. Yeah, dude. Like, they spin around like little balls, and they shoot out some fucking needles, and they'll knock you out, and they eat you. Like, those are cool. Okay, the first two are good. The rest are stupid. The third one's only worth watching because Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. Little Leo, as I call him. He's like eight years old in this movie. And it's in the ghetto of Los Angeles in a fucking Section 8 housing. But, I mean, it's really not worth your time. The first two are pretty good. Uh, the kid that was in those, I can't remember his name. He's actually a famous actor now, the ginger kid. He was in Star Trek and a bunch of other shit. That's a... 
What's his goddamn name? Fuck, it doesn't even matter. Um, there is one, though, that I think is kind of overrated. A lot of people love it, and I just can't. There's something about it that just kind of rubs me the wrong way. It's called The Car. It came out a little bit before Christine. I think it's like 1978. In this movie, there's no rhyme or reason. It's just about this black hearse that goes around running people off the road. And it's considered a cult classic. Even then, it did pretty well in theaters. Like, it made a lot of money, but it's a stupid fucking movie, dude. Did you guys ever see that movie, The Car? No. Yeah, what's what's the other one where the where the gas comes in and it possesses like all the vehicles? It's an older like seventies eighties oh, one. Bro, that's a Stephen King movie. He wrote the uh, Maximum Overdrive. Emilio. Yeah, Estes. that was a cool one too. That's a cool one. Yeah, I love that one. It's like cheesy. I love when he's trying to get the fucking gas out of the pump and he's blown into it and it shoots up and he's like, ah! and you see the stupid Green Goblin truck that's the leader making them pump gas and shit till they get tired. Keegan, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but Maximum Overdrive, it's worth watching, dude. It's so cheesy. That's another good. good one. I remember the beginning, dude, when the kid is playing baseball, and the coach goes to get a can of Coke from the vending machine, and the vending machine starts shooting out coats. Like, knocks kids on their ass and shit. That's a crazy movie, but it's one of those ones where I guess it didn't do well in theaters. A lot of people hated it, but now it's, by today's standards, it's a classic. I think my favorite kill in that entire movie... Is the very beginning, dude. It starts with Stephen King. He goes up to the ATM and he's like, honey, this machine just called me an asshole. And while that's going on, the fucking, when they're on the bridge, the dudes that are operating, they lose control and the bridge starts going up. And there's one dude that's at the very tippy top. He bails out on his wife, dude, and she gets murdered by a truck that has a bunch of melons in the back. They just destroy her, dude. <laughs> it's a fucking... It's such a cheesy movie. It really is. I'm telling you right now, it's so fucking bad. But it's so cool. There's something about it that's just like, you can't help but love it. And they remade it too. It's fucking garbage. I really wish um, they would do a remake of The Boogeyman. The epic cool one. Yeah, you know what I'm talking That's a good one. Like It's PG-13, so it's kind of like, eh. But I like it. And I did like the second and the third sequels they did. The cheesy ones. The one's about, like, the girl in the college dorm, and then there's another one where she's in a mental institution. I still like him, because the boogeyman and that is more aggressive. Like, he's just fucking murdering people in daylight. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, there's, like, a newer Candyman movie. I tried to watch it. No. Got, like, 15 minutes in, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> I'd rather watch. The old one. The old one's way better, because... Yeah, dude, the old one was good. <laughs> well, like, the reason oh. I didn't want to watch the new one is because uh, Candyman... The subject, like the material in nature, is a woke film. Even the old one is. It's about racism. Yeah, yeah. But the way they did it was so much better. It was actually creepier. It had a purpose. This new one, I knew they were going to have topics of white privilege and shit. Yeah, dude, I got like 15 minutes in and I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, dude, like don't fuck it up. Come on, like don't do that. And then the new Candyman, the actor that played him, they said that he wasn't as creepy. He was more like active like jumpy the old one he's just like ah, then he's talking so creepy dude and then he kills the therapist in the beginning that's fucking that's a good movie there's one that a lot of people haven't seen it's called the guardian it's about this woman she's an old like ancient spirit that lives in the form of a tree in the forest and she goes to all these different single mothers 
And she offers, she comes in the form of a human being and she's like, Hey, I'll watch your kid and I'll take care of him while you're at work. But she slowly morphs herself into this kid's life so she can eat him and add to her collection at the tree where she's from. Cause again, she's a fucking spirit. That's a creepy one. It sounds stupid. I'm not going to lie. It's a little cheesy. It's a TV movie from the nineties. I think it's called the guardian or maybe it's the guardian angel, but that's a creepy one, dude. There's like a scene where the husband or chick's boyfriend finds where the tree is and he goes to like murder it with a chainsaw. And as he's doing it, you can hear children screaming and shit. It's like so weird for being a nineties film, but it's a good one. It's yeah. The guardian or the guardian angel. Um, there's another one called the ugly. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, but it's about this guy that knows he's a serial killer, but he can't quite like comprehend. Like he has split personality disorder and he goes to a therapist who already knows he's a killer. Like what he doesn't know is that he's been arrested and he's spending time in a mental, mental institution, but his split personality makes him think that he's going to her for therapy. But the other part of him is going out and murdering people on his free time. But he already killed all these people, so he's reliving it in his head. And he doesn't know he's in this mental institution. It's fucking weird. It's called The Ugly. That's what it is. It reminded me a little bit of Shutter Island, but not quite the same thing. What's that other one I was telling Austin about that you guys really need to check out? It's called oh, The Descent. Uh, huh? The Descent. You guys ever watch that one? That's another good one. The I first love one. that one. When they're in that fucking cave, cave and those creatures. Yeah, dude. You know what's another good one? I had Keegan watch it with me. It's a, what's the name of it? So basically it's about these like college kids that they go to, they go to Mexico because they're looking for like some old, um, some old pyramids. It's like an echo. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. The ruins. The ruins. Yeah. And there's all those, they touch it and the fucking, the locals won't let them leave. So they climb to the top and they start turning into the plants and shit. It sounds stupid. It's actually pretty dope. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Did you guys watch the new Hellraiser? No. Uh, Isn't it a I'm show, not, not a movie? Huh? Isn't it a show, not a movie? No, it's a movie, but the reason I had a problem with it, and I know I'm going to be that guy, Pinhead's a woman in this one. No, no, already cap. Yeah, it. dude, I was like, oh, come <laughs> on. I was so mad. And I told a buddy about it, and he's like, bro, quit being such a boomer. And I was like, dude, Pinhead's a fucking man. And he was like, no, nah, yeah. bro, if you read the books, he's a Cenobite, and they they don't have a gender. And I was like, nah, dude, he had a dick. He was very clearly a man. The books are more sexual and about sodomy and all that. How very, how variably horribly inconsiderate of you. Chicks could have dicks too, Tony. God damn it. You this non-binary, asshole. This chick was terrible, dude. She was a shitty version. I like the old guy. He's like, we'll tear your soul apart. Like, that dude's creepy. And I have a hard time watching Hellraiser, dude, because those movies are gross. Like, there's hooks going through people's skin, pulling their dicks up and spreading their ass cheeks oh. apart. They're getting whipped with razors. Like, huh. those are hard movies Do to sit there if you're eating some Burger King, dude. Some Burger King? <laughs> yeah, if you're just sitting there like, well, tonight's the night. be sitting there eating Burger King ever. <laughs> yeah, who the fuck eats Burger King, bro? I do because I'm poor. Like I'm on welfare. That's horrible. Go to McDonald's. No. Yeah, that's, that's high society. That's high. That's high society. No, you can eat any food you want, but when you see this box get opened up and then the Cenobites come out 
and they start ripping this dude apart with chains and they're sticking razor wire up his ass and shit. Then you're like, he's like, hey, oh, hot and spicy. Oh. You ever puked up a hot and spicy dude? It burns. It's bad. It's not fun. It's not a, I don't recommend it. What'd you guys think of Dr. Sleep, the Shining sequel that came out a few years ago? Didn't watch it. Yeah, what, what the fuck? I didn't even know about that. That's a good one. Um, well, you know it's kind of it's kind of different because it's a sequel to the book The Shining because the original Shining doesn't actually follow the book really well, but what they did was they made it a sequel to the first film. So they added the elements and kind of combined them. It worked out pretty good, but it, it's different. Like if you read the book and you watch the movie, you're like, whoa, some things have been changed. So the sequel is about how Danny, the young boy from the first one who survived, he's now an older alcoholic just like his father. And he starts having like connections with another young girl that has the shining just like him. And they start seeing these events where little kids that have the shining as well, like that superpower, they're being killed by an ancient tribe called the true knot. The true knot kills these people that have the shining because they live off of it. So they cut these people open and they breathe in the essence. That's how they stay alive. So they're going to kill this little girl. And Danny's thinking, okay, if I can get her, in my position and they follow us, I can take them to the one place they won't survive, which is the fucking hotel that murdered my family because it's haunted. And it's it's a good book, way better than the movie, but the movie's awesome, dude. Doctor Sleep, check it out. I highly recommend that shit. It's really good. Not as good as The Shining, obviously. That's a classic. I don't care what Stephen King says. He hates that movie with a passion. I fucking love The Shining. Has nothing to do with the book, dude. The book is way different. But come on, Jack Nicholson running around with an axe, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house in. And he's like fucking <laughs> chopping that door. And he's like, here's Johnny. Like, dude, that's a creepy movie. I remember there's a scene that sticks with me that like fucks with my head. It's when he goes into the room where Danny claims that a woman was choking him. And he goes into the room and he sees a really hot chick in the bathtub. He starts, like, holding on to her, making out. And then when he looks in the mirror, he sees that she's all, like, she's got boils on her skin and shit. Like, oh, dude, I almost puked watching it. That's a good flick. Oh, hold on. My fucking throat's killing me, dude. I think it's that time of year again. Every time around this year, like, every time in October, I get fucking sick. I've got that feeling this is happening. But you know what my favorite thing to do is when I'm sick? watch movies about people that get sick and they die like cabin fever or uh did you guys ever see it comes at night yeah where they're living yeah they're living in that cabin and they let that family in and they all start getting sick did you see that keegan no it's yeah. called it comes at night dude yeah it's good it's a fucked up movie like remember the mist how that's a traumatizing movie yes yeah, it comes at night dude it's traumatizing <laughs> No, the mist is great. It's cheesy though, dude. You gotta admit, it's fucking cheesy. Like it is cheesy, but it's it's messed it's up. It's so good. It's a great movie, dude. Frank Darabont did it. The guy that did The Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption, both Stephen King books. But what it's was, a horror uh, film. What was that movie you made me watch one time? And that's like pretty much about AIDS. It's a college film. Mm. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> Magic Johnson it follows. It follows. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, it's a shitty game of tag. That's what this movie is. Like, <laughs> yeah. basically, you have to have sex with somebody and you give them this disease where 
there's these beings that are coming to kill you. And all you can do is keep running until you pass this on to somebody else by having sex with them. Yeah, dude, it's a shitty game of like eight. Yeah, time, dude. dude. That's a good Christ. movie, though, dude. It's it creepy. is good, but, but like the good. music in it, it's like do 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 dun dun dun. You're like, oh, dude, seventies music that, right here. Yeah, nineties porn music. So it gets a nostalgia. budget, dude. That's a low budget movie. <laughs> I love the ending too when he's gonna try to give it to a prostitute. And he's like, nah, fuck it. Let's just have sex and we'll both have it together and we'll try to survive. That's a shitty way to end it. That's fucked up. You're like, yeah, they're both going to die. <laughs> well, could you imagine how shitty the circumstances are? Because remember, if it does kill the person you give it to, it comes back to you immediately. Yeah. So you could yes, never really live happily, dude. If you catch it, you just got to kill yourself. That's really the only way to do it. Yeah. That's a good one. Or if you guys remember. Sorry, or Cry Wolf was another one. I did like Cry Wolf. That was a good that was one. Cool. a lot of people didn't like it. That was well, cool I liked it. all the work. Good. Well, remember how it's all her. She's the killer, but they're trying to blame it on him. No, no, no. She was, she wasn't the killer. It was Bon Jovi, the teacher. Yeah, it was a teacher. Yeah. It was a professor. Yeah, Bon Jovi's the fucking professor, dude. She's sleeping with him, and she convinces him to do all the killing. Then he finds out. And he's like, I'm going to tell the world. And she's like, oh, who will believe you? And it ends. That's a cheesy one, but that's actually, I like that one. It has the dude from uh, Supernatural in it. What's his name? Jared. Um... Padalecki. Yeah, yeah. He was in that other one I like, House of Wax. Remember that one? That was a good one, too. Paris Hilton's. Yeah. Hey, Cuba Gooden Jr. Oh, yeah, dude. When Paris Hilton gets murked, it's amazing. God, that, that, was... my, that always makes me hurt when I hear Achilles gets fucking cut out. Oh, dude, that one's creepy because it has very, like, 70s horror vibes to it. It's a good All one. those old cars and stuff. Or uh, what's the what's the cannibal one we're in the woods? Oh, um, Dead End. Yeah. Or no, 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 not Dead End. Wrong turn. Wrong turn. Wrong turn. Yeah. That got really get low budget, but those, were, those weren't bad. Bro, those were some hillbilly rednecks with problems, bro. <laughs> and they were like fucking murdering people. I'm inbred. <laughs> they were inbred like no other dude. It was like somebody was like, bro, I love the backwoods, but I also like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Can we combine those yeah. two? Like, let's put Bass Pro Shops with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Great movie. <laughs> What's funny, dude, is I like Bass Pro Shops. I don't do anything Bass Pro Shop ish, but I like going there. Yeah, that place is so sick. Yeah, that meme I sent you, it's all, stop, bro, that's my ass. Then it's the Bass Pro Shop sign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, unfortunately, fellas, we've reached that, uh, we've reached that cutoff. This was fun, and I love doing this, and I'm hoping you guys will return next year for the fourth one. We gotta do this every year. It's now a tradition. Look, he's got the Bass Pro Shop's hat on. <laughs> stop, bro, that's my ass. <laughs> but uh thanks guys for listening uh if you like what you heard here and you want to check out more you can find us on the greatgirthpodcast.com you should also check out graveship podcast that's also at the greatgirthpodcast.com or as austin likes to call it swing shift because he's a smart ass <laughs> i was gonna call that shit scary time dude and i got so much heat from austin <laughs> That's the stupidest freaking thing I ever heard for a podcast ever. That sounds like, okay, boys and girls, we're going to have scary time. That sounds like 
That sounds like drag queen story hour. And it's like, good evening, boys and gills. Tonight's tale is a tasty nugget I call transsexualania. <laughs> but, uh, this is George, and he likes to be called Georgia. And he wears fake tits and talks to 13-year-olds in lingerie. Oh, yeah. It's spooky. <laughs> Scary time. <laughs> Scary time. Keegan, Chance, thanks guys for joining us. Austin, buddy, I will see you on the next one. Adios. Adios. Ugh.